Hey everyone, welcome to another Chaser episode of The Illustrious Gentleman. The Illustrious Gentleman is a podcast hosted by myself, Ryan Cody, and co-hosted by uh, Scott Godleski. Scott and I are both currently working on Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes at DC Comics. That's why our episodes have been a little sporadic the last couple weeks. We're trying to catch up uh, after kind of running afoul of our deadline. So that's why you get yet another Chaser episode this week, but I think this one's going to be a fun one. Um, you can check out everything you need for our podcast at tigshow.com, T-I-G-S-H-O-W.com. You can find out there how to support the podcast, where to listen to the podcast. You can watch uh, YouTube versions of most of the episodes via the website. So everything you need there, tigshow.com. There's a merch link. You can get some cool shirts, all sorts of fun stuff. So this week, uh, because we're both on Deadline Crunch, um, we're going to give you another kind of unique episode. And what I'm going to do is re-air a podcast that Scott recorded uh, nearly a year ago on December 5th, 2020. Uh, He did an episode of the Zing This podcast where they talked about Superman, and I thought that was fitting. Scott loves Superman. I don't really care about Superman. So uh, it's kind of a good episode since I talked so much on the last Chaser episode. Um, I literally talked 100% on the last episode. Uh, This is a good one. You get to hear from Scott. You don't have to listen to me. Uh, Zing This is a podcast hosted by uh, Zinger, Ellie, and Eric, uh, friends of the program. We had a great time uh, hanging out a little bit with Zinger the year Scott and I went to Heroes Con. And uh, yeah, they cover uh, video games, comics, movies, all sorts of good stuff on their pod. And like I said, this one's all about Superman. It is episode 230 of the Zing This Podcast. And uh, you can get the Zing This Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, just like you can get Illustrious Gentlemen wherever you listen to podcasts. But if you go to zingthis.podbean.com, that's a pretty easy way to get there. And, uh, yeah, so they talk about Superman. Uh, They talk about actors who've played Superman, um, artists, how they render Superman, um, their favorite Supermans, all sorts of stuff. Uh, I don't really... uh, care much for Superman, but I'm going to jump in here and say that my favorite version of Superman drawn is going to be by Lee Weeks. He draws a great Superman, barrel-chested, strong, but not uh, ginormous. And uh, my favorite depiction of Superman on screen um, is probably the Tyler Hoken, Hocken, Hotchkin, um, the current Superman on Superman and Lois on the CW. Uh, just a great version of Superman. So, yeah, without further ado... This is the Zing This Podcast with Scott Zinger and Eric. And uh, yeah, give it a listen. Learn all about Superman. And uh, tune in next week when Scott and I hopefully are at a deadline hell and we have a proper episode for you. Thanks for listening. everyone and welcome to another episode of zing this you got me zinger you got me berg and ellie is currently at her fortress of solitude consolidating her power for her battle with doomsday but in her place we have the man himself scott godleski welcome back to the show sir hey everybody how have you been me how you been sir how have I been? I, I've been as well as anybody can be. Well, that is great to hear. We're having you on to talk to talk some Superman, so that's so, so that's always good. I'm sure people have read the title of the episode and stuff and everything. But um, but we're gonna have you on to talk Superman. But first, in honor of your show, uh, that that you do with um, with Ryan Cody, um, we're gonna tell you guys what we're drinking today because you guys normally on over at the illustrious gentleman have a drink and then review it at the end of the show. Up oh, and there we go. Um, all right. So I guess as the as the guest, sir, I will let you go first. What what, what are you having oh. during this episode? All right. Uh, I actually have the same thing that I had on the last episode of my show. I've got a Santan Brewing Moon Juice Galactic IPA. Uh, it, it, Santan is our, our one of our local breweries here. Um, former Atomic Comics owner Mike Malvey is actually a, uh, a Santan bigwig. Uh, so there's a little bit of a comic book connection. Uh, yeah, it's it's fine. It's an IPA. It's a seven point three. So it's not a it's not a slouch. 
Um, but also, it's not going to send you to bed right away. All right. Um, Eric, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go next, sir. What, what are you having to drink tonight? So I am having a giant brand generic lemon lime seltzer. Um, <laughs> I, so you, you messaged me a couple hours ago and you were like, hey, we uh, on Scott's podcast, he usually has a beer or a drink or something. And so I looked in my fridge and all of my beer that I have right now is like big bottles and it's all very high alcohol. Um, and I, I've been doing a lot of driving today and I, it's one of those things where if this makes sense, I was too dry, t- too drunk. I was too tired to really drink anything. Um, and so I just, and so I had, however, recently I was gifted a bottle of, um, uh, Hardy Woods, uh, bourbon barrel gingerbread stout. And mm. I, if it had been, and, and I put it in the fridge earlier, right before you texted me. Um, and if I had had it in a little bit earlier, it would have been perfect to have, but it was just not quite, I checked right before we recorded, it was just not quite, um, cool enough. Uh, I, I like to get that nice coolness and it was still a little, little warm for my, my liking. So I'm drinking that in spirit, but I'm just having a, a nice old can of seltzer right now. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, for me, I have gone with, and I, I, I've decided to go with a mixed drink. So I have a double shot of Jim Bean on the rocks mixed with the Canada Dry Bold ginger ale. Mm. So that I do love a good Beam, Jim Beam, and mm-hmm. ginger ale, or, or Jack and ginger ale. It's, um, it's an underrated mixer. And I okay. am drinking it out of because um my my friend Rob for my and Ellie's wedding got me um one one of my gifts that he got was a like Jim Bean like gift set thing. So it came with a bottle of Jim Bean and then two glasses. So I'm using one of those glasses right now. So thanks, Rob, for allowing me to drink. Nice. Mm. I have not heard of the uh, the bourbon and uh, ginger ale combination. It's a new one to me. I, I don't know where I picked it up from. It's just one of those things. Maybe it's just something I thought would go good together. But it's, They it's, had it one... Oh, go, go, go ahead. I was going to say, actually, I remember it was like the first year you worked when we worked together. It was the first year you worked there, and they had that at the Christmas party. Like that was like, like they had Jim Beam, and they had ginger ale as like a mixer. And I hmm. remember that was the first place I think I ever had it. And it was delicious. Well, I, so maybe I, that's where you picked it up. I, I got that bold ginger ale that's floating around right now. That one that's like got that extra ginger flavor. So I don't know if that's helping. Because I was like, oh man, I'll just drink it straight. And I'm like, hmm, me drinking straight Jim Bean, <laughs> probably not a good idea. So let me tamp that down slightly. So we'll we'll of course give our reviews at the end of the of the episode. But um. But we, we came here to talk some Superman stuff, so let's get into some Superman stuff. So, the premise of this episode was, Superman's had many incarnations. Many different artists drawing him, including sure. our, 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 our illustrious guest himself. Uh, many different people's interpretations, many different versions of him. So, I thought a great opportunity would be to get our, our, our heads together and you know discuss like our favorite interpretations of the Man of Steel. So... I, I said that this can be anything from a live action portrayal to certain artists to certain there you go to certain cartoons anything anything and I'm and we're probably gonna poke Scott's brain a little bit to see where he got inspiration for his interpretation of Superman when we get there and everything but um I guess actually as our guest I'll let you go first with um what is one of your favorite interpretations of the Man of Steel and can uh, yeah. you cheat and use your own interpretation I am allowing it <laughs> uh. Well, I don't really have one uh, person. I mean, myself that I've I've birthed into the world. Um, man, hey, we're going in no particular order, I suppose. Yes. So I can just throw something out. Yep. Uh, I, I think for most people, and especially people of my age or older, the everybody's favorite interpretation is George Reeves, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Richard Donner, the first two Superman movies, yeah, are uh, might be the pinnacle. E- even though they're just so, uh, I don't even know what the word is. I was going to say bizarre, but they're not bizarre. It's they're they're so just. Even though I think of them as just so iconic and magical, they're so quaint and sort of just strange in their. Uh, 
in their scale, right? Like this is a dude that can move mountains and hear like clouds scrape together and shit. And <laughs> he's trying to foil Gene Hackman's real estate scheme. <laughs> I though. Those movies were so iconic at the time and set the bar for superhero movies that I think took, like, what, three decades for us to even come close to? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, what was it, 78? Superman 78? Is that right? Yep, 78. Okay, and then you've got, uh, you don't have really anything else until 89 Batman Mm -hmm. that really moved people to uh, take anything seriously. And and that's that's so, weird. Yeah, it, 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 you could say that it was literally ahead of its time. And and it's weird to to say that now. I mean, in this day and age, now we have superhero movies left and right all the time now. Yeah. But back in the day, it was like a very rare thing. And I know that, like at the time, I mean, watching them now, it's it's with modern technology, it's like oh, I can see the strings and everything that was holding them up. But at the time, it was truly something so revolutionary to see. You know, um, you 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 truly believed a man could fly, right? And everything with those. So, so yeah. Well, that's that that you know what that is a good one to start off. I was going to see if any of us were going to go with live action ones. I guess this eliminates the question I was going to follow us up with later: is who's your favorite actor who's portrayed Superman in live action? Uh, a, ah, well, it may not be the same answer. It, that that might be true, and of course, the correct answer is uh, Nicolas Cage because. It, you just cannot put that to film. It was so good. So, um, <laughs> something like that. Something like that. So, uh, Eric, I'm going to defer to you next, sir. What, 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 do, what do you got for us? So, my first one I'm going to start with is the 1940s Max Fleischer serial, uh, the serialized cartoons that they had in movie theaters. Um, I, like, even at a young age, I was a big fan of like classic animation from the, the 30s and the 40s. Um, and I remember one Christmas, my grandparents got me a VHS tape and it had like this, it was like a collection of all of the, the Max Fleischer Superman cartoons. And I loved those. And the thing is, though, I hadn't watched I haven't watched them probably since I, I was a kid. Uh, and when we were doing this episode, I started looking up. I was just like going online. I'm like, oh, I wonder if you can find these anywhere. They're all in the public domain. So they're like all on YouTube and they're like 10 minutes or less. Um, and so I watched a few of them and uh it's hilarious how just outdated they are, but at the same time, um, Superman is still Superman. It's that early point of Superman where his powers were still kind of like when it said he was able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. That legitimately was like he could not fly. He mm-hmm. he could leap over a skyscraper, but it was funny because like his powers were so like it would they would stretch. Like at one point, he's like the the, the day. So the very first step. Have, have either of you seen um, seen the, any of these or it's know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, a long time for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I I found uh, a single DVD collection at some mm-hmm. point at like it must have been I don't remember if it was Walmart or like that dollar spot at Target or something, but it came right. in, a, in a in a paper box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, great. So the first episode of that is one where like there's this mad scientist who is only known as Mad Scientist. Uh, and he has like a big fortress up on this mountain outside of Metropolis. And Lois Lane's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to interview this guy because he's threatening to blow up Metropolis. So she like <laughs> hops in her own private airplane and flies up there. And there's a cartoon crow that is the mad scientist sidekick. And so um, the mad scientist like shoots this laser beam, like blows up a bridge and kills a bunch of people. And then uh, Superman's like, I'm going to go save Lois. So because um, she's being held captive by the, the mad scientist. So anyway, he, he flies up there and, uh, or I should say he leaps up there. And then the mad scientist shoots a laser beam at the Daily Planet and the, the laser beam like starts tipping over. And he like, Superman just like grabs it and like writes it. He like, then it like starts going the other way. So he like jumps over and he writes it. But then like an episode later, so he's able to like, you know, correct a falling skyscraper. But then the next episode, there are these robots that are going around and stealing jewels. It was kind of like, you know, the Superman for the longest time. It's like, let's have him foiling crimes and stuff. There's like an army of like 10 robots who were like kicking his ass. And it was like, so you can you can pick up a falling skyscraper. But the next episode, you're getting your ass kicked by a couple of robots. So it was just funny, the inconsistencies and uh, in his powers. But still, it was like it was still really fun. Um, a lot of tropes from um, 
early cartoons like that where like his actions would go along with the music and stuff like that it was just it was cool it, it was, i got very nostalgic watching them and uh it's definitely something i hold near and dear to my heart it okay isn't that the one where like the opening scene is like there it's like faster than a speeding bullet and it yes. shows somebody like shooting yep. a bullet and it shows him running yep. um more powerful than a local yes trains going right. yeah yeah that is where all that came from right yeah, yeah. It, is. it is that is where it all came from yeah and then he leaves. But the- then I think that actually helped. I think this cartoon actually, when I was re- reading about that more, they were talking about the intro, and then they eventually were like, it was harder to animate him doing all these jumps and stuff, so they just started making him basically fly, and then that is where his power of flight came from. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I did not know that. So, fun facts today on on Zing this. So mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, okay, so I guess it goes to me now. Um, so I I kind of went a little boring with mine, I feel, with some of the stuff, because I feel like I went kind of cliche. But at the same time, I, I, I feel like when, when I think of Superman, these pop into my head as very iconic renditions of them. And I'm, I'm going with, with the cartoon route, too. And I'm going with the Superman from the animated series... Uh, from the 90s, and of course the Justice mm-hmm. League and Justice League Unlimited cartoons, and the whole, I guess, Bruce Timm's universe that was created yeah. and everything. Um, I, I, I really like that. It was something I kind of grew up watching and just kind of had, like, was able to have on and see these coming out and everything. It was really cool because there wasn't a lot of superhero stuff back during that time. So you had the Batman cartoon, you had this, you had the crossover. So it was like, Oh my gosh, my favorite characters are crossing over, <laughs> but they're so iconically drawn in, in that, like, you know, all, all the male characters are like five chest wide. And, um, <laughs> just, it, it's one of those things. It's, it's ridiculous because, um, it's, it's hard to believe that Clark Kent isn't Superman with the way that he's drawn. <laughs> Um, there's another one. I, I almost used this one. It's from Superman for all seasons where, and I need, I wish I had pulled the image. It's, um, him and Lois are like at the daily Planet. He's of course Clark Kent. And he's like taking up two doorways as he's standing behind her. And I'm like, how does nobody realize this guy that is like gigantic isn't Superman? But no, I, I really like this series. It was something that got me into wanting to read more into the comics and stuff. Because I watched this show, and I knew that they had used stuff from the comics and everything. And it lasts... I mean, these shows lasted for a long time. It's something I know that with, like, the more modern animations they do, sometimes calls back to them and everything, or uses the same art style. So it was something that I think was very iconic for, I mean, someone of my age to see on TV and everything. And to see that art style and everything. Yeah, for sure. They, I had that on my list, so now I've got to come up with a different third one. Oh, you can still use it. it... No, that's <laughs> cheap. But yes, I agree. Totally iconic. The, the 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 animation style, the body type came along with the, the Batman the Animated Series in what? That was 92? 93? 92. 92 um, to 95. And, it, and, it's, and it's still like like what they use, right? Mm-hmm. I feel 28 like eight years later. Yeah, I mean they and plus, I mean Bruce Tim's still around doing stuff in the DC universe and everything with the um like animated stuff all the time. And uh, Paul yeah, Dini, that that's the other one. I was trying to remember the other one's name and I could not get off the top of my head. Um, as a side reference, I know that they both worked on um the Freakazoid and Animaniac stuff too. So there's a side reference to a discussion. I know me and Eric have oh, had Freakazoid was great. I, I, mm-hmm. Underrated show topic for another day though. Topic for another day. And yes, I'll keep underrated. saying that I will keep saying that it's a topic for another yeah, day. You, one day. You can keep your Animaniacs reboot. Give me another Freakazoid show. Oh man. I, I, I feel like we had this discussion recently. I feel like we're going to have it again and again. But Freakazoid <laughs> was so ahead of its time, and ugh, it's just Cosgrove is the greatest character of all time. Changed my mind. Um, so I, I guess we're back up to you, uh, Scott. Um, I, I guess you got to pull an audible now, or unless you want to do your. Oh own. man. Yeah. I, okay. So I had picked a, a live action and animated, and then I was trying to figure out what my favorite comic book 
Superman was. Um, and I couldn't really figure it out. Um, the, the Superman of my youth is written and drawn by Dan Jurgens. I, I don't know if that's the one I would choose for my desert island. Oh man, I don't know. It, it may maybe it's um, All Star Superman. I'm gonna go with All Star Superman from Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely. I don't know if you two guys are familiar. I, I, with I'm that one. I'm pulling up images just so I can make sure with the statement I'm about to make that I am um, <laughs> correct in this because I'm gonna say something and it and it's gonna be a. A thing, so I wanted to make sure I was about to say it about the right thing. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm correct in this. So, and I am. All right, go ahead with with your thing, so then I can. No, be the no. Off- um, sure. Uh, I, well, Frank Quietly is always great. Grant Morrison is always great. So together, you got double great. And then you throw in them doing a Superman maxi series where Superman finds out he's dying. Mm-hmm. So what is he going to do? And uh, I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. You should, everybody should go out and read it. I'm sure it's... your local library has got copies of it. Go to Comixology. Uh, better yet, go online at your local comic book shop and order a trade. It's It's definitely worth it. It's, it's great. I love the story. And then and here's my 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 thing that I think I mean if if Scott all of a sudden gets cut off, it's not because of his internet, it's because he hung up. Mm-hmm. I I understand the appeal of the artwork. It's just not my favorite, personally. It's it it is hyper stylized. And that's and, why I don't like it. Um yeah, I, I can see where quietly would be an acquired taste. Um, I I always thought all of his characters kind of look like Jennifer Garner. I you know what? <laughs> looking, I'm actually looking at an image of Lois Lane and the like Super Woman girl outfit. I'm like, yeah, it it. Yep, I can see it. I can 100 um, percent see it. Yeah, but but totally totally great. I think yeah, I had... that, that that's yeah. I'm gonna pick that. I had this mention about the boys um, when we were talking about the boys show, but then the boys comic. I'm like, I don't like the hyper real, the hyper realism in the artwork. It's I don't know. It's just something when I'm when I'm reading a comic, I want it to be more comic-y, But I understand the appeal. Um, didn't the same artist do um, the Earth Two crossover? Yes. With, uh, yeah, yes. I was about to say. I'm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say I I have that and I I love that comic and everything. Like I said, I love the story. It's just the artwork is always sometimes just weird to me because I'm like it it looks too real. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He did the the second volume of. Um... Mm-hmm. Oh no, I can't now. Oh, the Authority. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Mark Miller after uh, Brian Hitch and uh, Warren Ellis moved on. Um, yeah, I, I think he's great. I, I, I just technically, like as a storyteller, I think he's crazy inventive. Um, I think he just pencils. I don't know that he inks at all. I think they shoot his stuff straight off of pencils, which is bizarre and fascinating. So, hey, I, I love everything about it. Love everything about it. I, and I don't know, like, and I want to say one of my one of my favorite uh, Superman moments. And I'm sorry, I can't remember if it's in this book. I want to say it's in this book because it's my favorite, but it might be for all seasons. Mm-hmm. When he saves somebody um, it, it, from whatever, it's a kid crossing the street or maybe he got a cat out of a tree or some shit. And, <laughs> um, and the person he's helping says, hey, I like your costume. And he says, thanks, my mom made it for me. I, like, I feel like that's, that's at all Superman. seasons. That's Superman. Yeah. I think about that specific t- scene every time I watch any of the Snyderverse stuff. <laughs> I I think we'll, we'll get to the Snyderverse stuff later on. Um, I definitely want to discuss some stuff with that. So I am looking at something with um, the art style and stuff. I guess this is from the sketchbook. It's showing the posture of him drawn as Clark Kent versus him drawn right. as Superman. And it's super interesting. Um, here, let me... 
see if I can do this screen share without it blowing up everything. So here's the um, image just for you and Eric to see. It's yeah. got, ah. there's Superman, you know, got the more straight back posture. And then him as Clark Kent, he like leans over and has like a hunch to his back almost <laughs> and everything. And it's, and it's really cool because like, like I said, it's ridiculous to think that the, that no one can figure out who these characters are. I mean, that they're the same person, but it kind of does a better explanation of he changes his posture. He changes his like voice tone and everything and all this other stuff. And doesn't his glasses sometimes have like to where they change his eye color or something? Oh, that would that would be weird. Um, I, I thought that was something they did at one point. But I, I I will admit that part of the charm of Superman for me is that nobody understands that they're the same dude. I I, I, I dig that and everything. It's like I said, it's one of those things I always find cool. And like I said, artists drawing them certain ways. It's like how can yeah. you not tell? I, I feel I, like you, there was a there was an issue of a John Burns Superman book. Where Lex Luthor built this giant computer and hired all of these analysts and shit. And they crunched all the numbers and put in everything and came to the conclusion that Clark Kent was Superman. And they showed it to Lex and he's like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I love the SNL skits they did one time where The, the Rock was hosting. And it was um, Lois and Jimmy and Perry White, I think, and the three of them were like, "Oh my gosh, here comes Clark again!" And he like he does like he, like we don't know he's Superman, and then he comes walk, and then and then the Rock comes walking in, he's wearing a suit, and you can like see the cape sticking in and everything. And it's like, "Where you been there, Clark?" And it's like, "Oh, I don't know what's going on." It's like you just happened to miss Superman again. He's really? Oh, I just never seemed to be. And it was they played up that whole thing, and they were. Uh, they made some jokes that even just, a pro- I think it was maybe probably in the past 15, 20 years, that definitely would not be PC now. But uh, <laughs> um, but I remember them making some jokes, like talking about uh, Superman's sexuality and The Rock being like, no, no, I mean, he might have experimented back in small. Time, but <laughs> <wrong with that." laughs> and uh, I, that, I love how they, they, they played off of that whole where us, the audience, can clearly see um, we clearly know. But then we're like, how did you not see that? It's just he's changing clothes. All right. Um, on that note, Eric, you're up. So, is The Rock portraying Superman on SNL your second one? <laughs> it is. It is not. Oh. Um, although I considered it for the the lulls, but I did not. Um, no, I'm going to go with another uh, older interpretation, and this is the 1950s TV show, uh, the 1950s? one with George Reeves. 50s TV. That wow. was on the, Yeah. They so. Again, as a kid, I loved old cartoons. I loved old TV, and I loved Nick at Night. And Nick at Night—that's how I first saw these. They showed the, the old Superman TV show um, during the night, uh, like the early to mid '90s, and they were a lot of fun. It was again, it was this whole like Superman was fighting like bank robbers and stuff like that. But uh, I just remember it was really fun. I it was one of those things where they that aired on Nick at Night, and I remember uh, our local Fox affiliate, which at the time was out of DC. They had the Adam West Batman series on like oh. during the afternoon. So like my so like I always have like this very like hokey old this love for these hokey old versions of these superheroes that are much darker nowadays. Um, but I remember this one episode where um, they were like looking for a pirate treasure or something like that, and they found this one that supposedly can make you immortal. It was like a it was like a, a necklace or something, and Superman was it was in, in Clark Kent form. Uh, and he was wearing it, and someone shot him, and a bullet bounced. So I was like, "See, it works!" And I just remember that scene for whatever sticks in my mind. And I just they they would do things like that during the show and kind of play off of um, Superman's powers, uh, but in a more like realistic, like, "Oh, he's Clark Kent. How do we explain?" You know, but this guy, I guess, it's kind of playing off what we were talking about with, you know, Clark Kent versus Superman. So um, always a fun fun thing, and of course the tragic um there was like the mysterious and tragic death of george reeves and how he had he struggled kind of coping with the role uh, mm-hmm. there's a story where he he appeared at a uh, in character as superman at a children's birthday party and a kid came out with a gun oh and aimed it at him and was going to shoot him and he's like they were like trying to talk him out of it the kid's like well no you're superman it'll just bounce off so eventually george reeves was able to say hey um you you, you shouldn't shoot me because if the bullet ricochets off of me, it's going to hurt your friends. Yeah, I've, so I've heard he this tale before. The kid down. But yes, the, the, apparently some kid thought he was Superman and was going to shoot him with an actual Good gun. God. Yeah, it's not just nowadays that crazy stuff happens. It's been 
all the time. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I've noticed the trend with you, Eric, and I'm not guessing at your final one, but you're big into like the golden age of like the golden. Isn't that golden silver age of Superman? Yeah, it's during that. I like Superman more when he's not this just all powerful god. But um, that's what he was during that time in the comics, but at least. It, but, but he still seemed more vulnerable. I mean, I, there is still something about him. I feel like he's more like I feel like nowadays he's just like, oh, Superman's dipped in the sun, so now he can bench press the earth or something like that. So um, I don't know. I just like these older interpretations that are, I don't know, maybe a little more hokey. We'll, we'll see like, what I your final one is. Wait until we get to the, the final one because we're going hokey to the extreme. Interesting. I'm I'm I am intrigued with that so i guess it's up to me now for for my next one and i my 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 last two are comic based i went with the tv show and then two comic based ones because live action wise when we get to that discussion i'll explain when i'm there but i'm i always have liked this artist art style it's very iconic it's instantly recognizable and it was something that when I was getting into comics, this was one of the first graphic novels I picked up because I was like, oh, it has two awesome DC characters in it. And it's the Ed McGinnis run of him drawing Superman. Mm-hmm. And he is very, I, I guess more, I, going from Scott's mention of All-Star Superman, this is very much more in the realm of very comic-y based on where muscle on top of muscle um, very exaggerated um, features on the characters and everything. And I know he did Superman for a good bit of time there, if I remember correctly. But I know he did the start of the Batman Superman comic that was in the early 2000s, yeah. I mean, mid, mid, mid 2000s, the public enemies yeah. and everything. Yeah. I, I love that because it was great because it was one of those comics. It was really cool. I picked up the graphic novel and everything. And it was great because it had a ton of characters in it. And they were all fighting Superman and Batman. It was like, this is awesome. I, I just love his art style and the way he, he draws the character. Um, and weirdly, one of my favorite like interpretations of Superman, like costume-wise, is the black S. Which, where instead of it being the yellow, it's black in the background. Yeah. And uh, I know McGinnis was big for doing that for a while. And that's I think, was tied to, like some tragedy that happened in the DC universe. Um, yeah, that's the kingdom come. Yes. Superman. Yes. Uh, yes. There's, there's, there's that version of it too. Um, no, but I, I just, I've always enjoyed his art style and I liked him doing Superman. I know he went and he's with Marvel. Is he still with Marvel now? And I know, I know he did. is doing some Avengers stuff. Cause I know he did, um, the, like the red Hulk and the incredible Hulk for a long time too. So, no, I mean, that's, like I said, I just, yeah. I just really like it. No, that's a great pick. I, I was trying to think of my top Superman artists, and uh, I didn't get further than two. It was Ed and Dan Jurgens mm-hmm. were the two guys that oh, I very, would put very, very at cool. the top of my list. I, I think we have a lot of sh- sharing the same mind on a few of these ones. Yeah, you, if, if anybody were born to draw Superman, I, he would be on my list of guys. All right. Um, I, on that note, you are up, sir. Um. Yeah. Okay. Since you stole my animated series pick. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um. You know what? I mentioned Kingdom Come, so I'll go with the Kingdom Come Superman. All right. Uh, that 1996 miniseries with Mark Wade and Alex Ross. Um. God, I must have been about 15 at the time, and it totally blew my mind. You know, I, I had never seen anything like that. This, it, it, the Superman in that book was almost like um. The prequel trilogy, Luke Skywalker. Ooh. Um, so I, I think Lois had been killed by the Joker. Um, and he kind of just leaves. He's like, I, I can't do this anymore. Everybody I love gets hurt and I can't get hurt. Um, and the only, you know, the only variable here is me. So he just goes and. I, I think he establishes a new fortress of solitude mm-hmm. in the middle of Kansas or something. And he just works a farm for decades. And, uh, yeah, that black S is just amazing. Um, it's a stroke of genius design wise. It, it, it's so simple, but all, all the best things are it's, uh, yeah. Kingdom come. That's another one. Kiddos go, uh, 
go check that out. Put uh, All Star Superman and Kingdom Come on your list. So I have not read Kingdom Come, but I know the story behind it. And for years, it has been on my to read list because just knowing like the whole concept and like I knew like that's how it started. Like I know that um, he had like yeah, it was like he he made Superman think that he was fighting someone else or something, but it was Lois and he killed her or whatever and. Or the Joker killed her. And it, reading about that, I was like, oh, this is intriguing because it's starting to mix in Batman and everything. And then I know about all the stuff. And I know kind of certain plot points and then how it kind of ties in the Book of Revelation. I'm like, I really, I keep, every time I see it brought up, I'm like, I really need to read that. And then I, and I do, I love Alex Ross's artwork. It's amazing. Um, so I think you talking about it, I kind of might get me to finally read it. Yeah, I'll have to go dig them out. I, I I have all the issues, but I only read it the one time 24 years ago. So yeah. I'm going to have to uh, carve out some time here and put my peepers on that. I, I, I do I, I do have it, Eric, by the way, if we want to have a standoff of handing stuff off in this in this uh, <laughs> current plague we are all living through. Um, I, I definitely... I, uh, I was going to say, I, I might... I might do that, or I was going to see how much it was just on... I, I mean, check, check it out. I just, I know I got it, but, I mean, it might be cool. quicker for you to order it than for me to dig out wherever box I move stuff currently into right. at the moment. So, so yeah, no, I, I definitely, I mean, Kingdom Come is amazing. The art that is done for it is fantastic. Like I said, I think it's very iconic. Um, If you're a fan of, like, uh, uh, this is, I, I hate having to be a nerd, and I hate having to do it this way. If you're a fan of Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Yeah. Shazam, this is a good book to also read. Yeah. Um, and I had mentioned Authority earlier, and it's kind of a, a, a soft version of that because it's it's the old guard. It's the old Justice League all coming out of retirement because the new heroes are just so unhinged. Yeah. Brutal. So Good stuff. All right. Berg, you are... You are up. All right. We're going to take a little trip to the 90s. We're kind of in the 90s. The 90s. The 90s. We're going to go to the 90s. We're going to go to Berg in the 90s? The far future. We're going to go to ABC at 8 p.m. on Sunday evenings for a little thing called Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. I was hoping we'd get here. (laughs) I was hoping we'd get here. Thank you so much. We will not talk. We will. We will not talk about Dean Kane as the person he is today. We're going to just avoid that. Um, but we will talk Good about call. how absolutely hokey it was with Superman balancing the uh, the, the, the action adventure of Superman and the love story of Clark Kent. <laughs> Can he have it all? Uh, he, I, right? <laughs> You're going to have to tune in next week to find out. Um, no, I totally, I love this show. I don't know why I, I did. I totally had a crush on Terry Hatcher, so that might have been part of it. But um, ten yes, ten year old me had a crush on Terry Hatcher. Anyway, um, I I, lo- I loved it. I tuned into it like every week, and it pained me because that the first season it was like that was my Sunday night, and then second season, uh, the ninety four ninety five season, that was when The Simpsons went from Thursdays back to Sunday nights at the same time. So it was like one of those things where I'm like, well, here's a real uh, real <laughs> real King Solomon's choice here. And so I had to, so I ended up like watching The Simpsons and I'd like record Lois and Clark and watch it later. And then I, I kind of got out of it in the later seasons. But um, no, yes, I did totally enjoy um, some Lois and Clark. Dude, Scott, do, do you have a Lois and Clark story? Because I do. You are an interesting dude. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't. I don't recall ever watching Lois and Clark. Um, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't, yeah, I can't say I ever had any interest in it. Uh, I knew of it. Maybe my parents had watched it at some point, and I, while walking through the room, just sort of glanced and happened to see the shortest Superman I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he's he's no Frank Quietly Superman, that's for sure. Man, he and he and Dean Kane at the time kind of like Mario Lopez, so I always kind of thought that Superman begged me with like AC Slater. Um, so there's that too. Okay, so so my my story of um this show and me, so 
as as has been established previously on on Zingness, Eric has a memory like a vault, and I am a little bit younger than Eric. Um, so as a younger me, I was like, "Oh, cool, the Avengers of Superman." Why don't I ever see Superman? So I was a very disappointed younger individual watching the show, wondering why they never showed Superman, really. Although I do remember one scene, and this sticks out for some reason, where he is flying, but he's flying like he's sitting, and he pulls somebody over or something. <laughs> I think I remember that. Yeah, I was, I was like, it, it, he, he's like flying beside the car, and it's 90s TV, so I mean, you can imagine how amazing this looked oh it's just that 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 sticks out to me and i'm like i have i have big memories of stuff in the show but i'm like i just remember i was always disappointed that it was i'm like why isn't it more superman not understanding that that wasn't the premise of the show really so so that's yeah. my sad story knowing nothing about the show did he do anything super over the course of the series I think I described the most super thing he did. He oh, yeah. he he did do. Um, I mean, he would do things like I remember, like he would do the whole like, "Oh, there's a building on fire. I'm gonna blow it up with my breath." But they would like do it real cheesily. Um, oh, I why is it the thing that sticks out the most to me is something happened where he lost his powers, but Lois got them. That that that, that, that sounds that sounds <laughs> that like a more than anything that he did. That that definitely sounds okay. like something. Um, well, if you have a subscription to DC Universe, um, you can watch it now. Oh my god! Or you can pay a dollar uh, ninety nine per episode and watch on Amazon Prime, um, YouTube. Uh, it's ninety nine cents on iTunes. No plug. Definitely no plug. Um, god, I think I'd be happier with the dollar. I I think I'd be happier <laughs> with the dollar. I kind of just want to go back and watch an episode or two, just to see, but. I feel like it was on Netflix at one point too. Wasn't this a show that was coming back at was some point? It? Oh, I, no. I was it. I'm I'm wondering if it's I either something. I... Oh no, they're they're doing a new show, right? The new Adventures of Lois and Clark. A, a CW version, right? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's something like this. Is is Dean Kane going to be in it? No, it's the it's the uh, Supergirl Superman, is. right? Oh, I don't know. Man, I don't know the actor's name. They're making it okay. So uh, Superman and Lois release date trailer cast. For the, it's part of the Arrowverse, apparently. Yay! The uh, Arrowverse. It's like uh, whoever plays Superman in the uh, in Supergirl. Apparently, it's a spinoff of that. So no idea. Yeah. I can't find it on here, but I'm seeing it. I'm like, oh yeah, it's that guy. Okay. It's very Superman-esque. So, yeah, so it looks to be kind of a, a uh, probably a slightly edgier take on that, but again, it's a CW, so probably not too edgy. About as edgy as it needs to be. Perfect. Exactly. Alright. So, yes, Lois and Clark. Awesome. Um, so I guess it's up to me now to, to close out at least this part of the episode. <sighs> so... I, I know this this is funny because I did not intend to do this, but um, my p- next pick is another artist that has drawn Superman, mm-hmm. and he's done. Um, I'm I'm sorry, I did not mean to do this. I swear, Superman, Batman, and he also did a storyline called Superman Godfall, and that would be Mike Turner interpretation oh. of Superman. I. He, he did the second volume of the Superman Batman run. And like I said, this was not intentional. I didn't want to do both of those, but it's just his art style is very iconic. It's very, um, lots of, I don't, Scott, I feel like you might be better to describe like the art style he uses. Um, it, it, I feel like Mike Turner stuff was very, uh, Mark Silvestri inspired. So a mm-hmm. lot of, um, and I, I don't know who his inker was. I don't think it was him. I, I'm almost certain he had an inker of some sort. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, it's rugged, I guess is how I would describe the, the line work. Um, 
kind of very just uh i i don't know that that kind of art style i always think of sort of the line work almost looking like barbed wire yeah i i was about to say my my thing is i mean i know when like certain artists draw stuff they have like all those lines they later on go and erase i feel like he never erased them and i like the look um which blade is something that he did and yes it's it's very like lines everywhere lines 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 very um very uh, how do i want to say this formed care like very females with um ridiculous body sizes men with once again ridiculous body sizes and everything not um oh my gosh what is that one artist name that did the bust of captain america that i'm completely forgetting now uh, yeah rob liefeld yeah yeah not that way the other direction no, in that. no not not yeah it, it's not a parody level yeah but it, if you're gonna think like late 90s comic book michael turner's yeah late 90s comic book and like i said i i love his art style ellie loves it too so that's also i think why i got really into it she has a ton of like the um well she she loves witchblades so that's one thing but she also has the um one like water series he did um fathom, not, yeah yeah fathom i was like i was trying to remember what it was but but yeah no i really love his art style i love the like i i think i have them all somewhere the godfall like where he did that storyline superman all the different covers that they did for those where it's like got him like ripping open like uh his superman outfit from krypton to reveal his superman outfit from earth and everything uh-huh. it it, it's cool stuff. I don't know. It was just really cool to see it, and I really liked his art style because it was very like instantly. Like you saw it, and you're like, "Oh, that's obviously Michael Turner." Like it was. It was an instantly iconic, very recognizable. Like I said, I think there's a theme going here of I like you see it and you instantly know where that came from or who drew it and everything. So. Oh yeah, it's very distinctive for sure. So, so there's my continuing theme with my stuff. Eric's is. Apparently, the Golden Age and um, a ABC sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> ABC romantic comedy. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'd like to say they've improved since then, but somehow I don't feel they have. Um, no. So I, I am shocked that there is no mention of Superman Red and Blue. Nobody? With, with the lightning Superman? Oh, red and blue uh, Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that—that's what it was called, right? Uh, yeah. I—I I don't. I can't, for the life of me, recall what happened to cause this. I mean, it was—it—it it was an homage to a a fifties uh, Superman idea. I'm sure Kurt Swan drew those issues. Eric might be able to. Correct me. <laughs> um, I'm actually not familiar with this version of Superman at all. So, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, I have I have those issues. So, uh, I can't. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't say anything bad because I spent money on it. I I feel like when I was really young, I got like a comic once, like at CVS or something. Like my mom was out shopping or something. She's like, "Oh, you can go pick out a comic," and I picked out that one, and it had like no action in it whatsoever. Like, he was just in the suit at one point, and it was him and Lois, like, discussing their relationship or something. And once again, I was a disappointed kid going, why isn't Superman Supermanning? So. <laughs> right. So I, just, so I just struck out. Uh, Eric, I will send you a picture. Uh, okay, good. I got the perfect picture to send you. Um, Wait, please do. Oops, wrong thing. Um, So, on that, on that note of... Us moving on to a quick different topic I want to discuss real quick. So there was a mention earlier of live action Superman. And um, Scott dropped the hint that Christopher Reeves might not be his favorite live action Superman. I feel he's pulling our leg. Am I? Are you? So who's our... No, no, no. No, no, Christopher Reeves is my favorite. Superman. I, I, I was just hoping people would stick around. Oh, okay. Okay, Eric, I'm sure yours is um, somebody from the 50s. Uh, no, you know what? I um, I actually think underrated was Brandon Routh. I like him. That movie is awful. My favorite, <laughs> but it's I, I, I did like him as Superman, though. 
Actually, we, we could turn this around. Worst Superman movie. Oh, God. Uh, I, it's a toss-up between Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. Wow. You are not a fan of that universe. I, You know what? I don't love either of those movies, but I don't hate them as much. Um, I don't love them. I feel I want to say Superman Returns out of just missed opportunity. Like yeah. I feel like <laughs> I feel like it, it had the best intentions until somebody actually started writing a script. I and I, that's what they went wrong. Yeah, I can't believe that it is a thing that exists. Um, I. I the idea that you could go to a studio and said, "I say I want to make a sequel to a a twenty year old movie." I I feel That's now you can do that, and there's no stopping you from from just opening up and saying that. I mean, they wait they 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 did that Blade Runner, um, whatever Terminator we're currently watching, um, uh, the yeah, Alien but series. It, it was almost like a a next day sequel. Like right, it should, exactly. like it should, and, and they ignored. Didn't they go right from? It was supposed to be Superman three. Yeah. So they ignored yeah. three and four. It I mean, was, can we yeah, ignore it those? Because it, it was set twenty some or thirty some, however many years it was in between. It was set. I mean, it was set in modern time or you know in two thousand six. But yeah, it was supposed to be the same characters from thirty years before. Just yeah, super weird. bonkers. And he doesn't really fight anyone in that movie. He fights an island. Yeah, and then Lex Luthor punches him a few times because the island is made of um, kryptonite, and Just, um, he wants to make more real estate, which is stupid. Yeah, I it, if I can say that it, it it's in the vein of the first two, and <laughs> had it been made as Superman three, it would fit right in. Perfect. Perfectly. Um, so your 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 low low opinion of the Snyderverse or the current um, DC universe? I uh, I don't. Well, okay, those are two different things. Okay, go go ahead. I I know I did I did preface that with a very entrapment case. So I don't know I don't know that I loathe anything more than Snyder's Superman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I think. Wonder Woman and Shazam and Aquaman were fine. All right. Um, so, okay. On that note, I, I do have to point this out for, for the listeners at home and for you as well, sir. We are currently doing a social experiment. Eric has not watched Justice League at all. Okay. We are going to force him to watch the Snyder Cut. Okay. And use it as an experiment to see what his opinion is from never seeing the original, if this is any good. Okay. So are you going to do this backwards then? Or are you going to watch the Snyder Cut and then watch and then, the yes, Whedon then Cut? The, yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're going to see what happens and, with that. And the Snyder Cut something like four hours long. Yeah. And it's going to be perfect because here. Okay. Oh, God. I, I, I know we're getting into to, to dangerous territory because I don't want to spoil anything for Eric, but at the same time, I want to make this statement. Snyder has the the luxury of knowing what the what response the movie got. So he can go <laughs> technically make a perfect movie, but do we think that's going to happen from the two of us that have seen it? <laughs> well, considering we'll see the, the original is so tone deaf... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a possibility. Okay. Because I was about to say, I mean, we all saw the trailer which featured that Hallelujah song again that he used in Watchmen. <sighs> I, I, yeah, feel, I, I feel I'm stressing you out to no end by well, discussing this again. No, I... When, when I think of somebody or that term... Your shit don't stink. I think of Zack Snyder. <laughs> All right, we are setting the bar so so low for this. Um, no, I mean I'm I, getting so excited. <laughs> I, I I want this to come out so we can have a discussion and see because I'm like I feel like 
it's still going to be what it was before. It's going to be a mess. But it's more. Not, yeah, but more of it. It's going to be a mess. It's going to have so many things like, like cut in there weirdly that I don't know. I, I, I don't want like I don't want to say too much because I don't want to taint Eric's opinion of either cut. Because I, like I said, I feel like this is a grand social experiment we're going to be able to do here. Well, uh, Eric, have you seen his other two? Yes. Yes. Films? yes I have, that, that's <laughs> I have not that, of the DCEU. I have not seen. That's the only one I don't think I've seen. Which that. one? Uh, Justice League. I okay, Justice so League. you've seen Man of Steel but, and you've seen yes. Batman versus Superman. Okay, yes, yes, and Wonder Woman and Aquaman. I have not seen Aquaman and still. Shazam. And Shazam. Oh yeah, I've seen Shazam. Uh, my only problem with Shazam is I don't. I'm not a fan of the Shazam family thing that's in the comics. So the Shazam only. Yes, yeah, I, I, I like Shazam. I, I like him as a kind of, I guess. Superman, like, in essence, but also at the same time, the whole argument of who would win the fight, and I'm like, I just can't stand the fact that I'm like, oh, so we can just give these powers to everybody, because Shazam is ridiculously powerful in the comics most of the time. And it's just weird that it's like, oh, I can make an entire army of me, and why is there crime or anything going wrong in the world again? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's magical Superman. Yeah, he, yes, magical Superman. I think that that's a great analogy for it. I feel once again we're stressing out Scott with these statements. <laughs> no, I, 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 you know what? I, I think Shazam is fine, and that's the word I would use. Is it's fine? The movie, the character, um, I, I yelling I the like, word out in I public. I like the concept. I like mixing Superman with Big, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> but I don't think they played it that way, which was disappointing. Oh. Um, I, I really don't like Zachary Levi if I'm going to, um, I never watched Chuck and I, I don't feel like he's he's been been enough. Okay. I feel, I feel like he was doing a caricature of a kid. It didn't feel like he spent any time with this other kid actor who he was supposed to be sort of Mm. mimicking. Oh, okay. I I, I see where you're you know, going that with that. That kind of makes sense because yeah, because the kid was like, a, oh, he's a runaway. He's a he was a loner and everything like that. And then yeah, and then he's like this super like kind of bouncy. Um, yeah, you're right. Like a caricature of a kid. You're right. I feel like he didn't. You, now that you mentioned that, I I never thought about that when I watched it. And I was like, yeah, oh, but, yeah. The the villain was super underdeveloped and yep. which is you know typical. Oh, typical of most superhero movies. So I can't really fault it for that. Um, yeah. I, I think there were too many scenes of him exploring his powers. I yeah. think they could have condensed that a little bit. In but again, I'm nitpicking. Oh, they did. Um, I mean, I, I feel like the best thing DC can do, if you want my opinion, is to stop trying to compete with Marvel and just do their own thing. Because I, I feel like that's what they've been trying to do, and it's like just just stop competing with Marvel. It's there. There's no point. Just just do your own thing. Everyone will be happy yeah, with it. That that's kind of what the Joker movie was, right? Yeah, because yeah, that's not, not like it's not even tied to the. Video. Yeah, it's not set in any continuity. That would be an interesting way for them to go. To be if if James Cameron comes to you and says, "Oh, I got a really cool idea for an Aquaman movie," you just say, "Okay, James Cameron, go make your Aquaman movie." <laughs> Perfect. Uh, uh, what? What's the? Oh yeah, the the um the the vampire Batman. Why can't I remember vampire the actor's Batman. name? The the Twilight Kid. Oh, uh, Pattinson. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, oh, Pattinson. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say that's not supposed to be connected to anything. I'm like, that looks okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the Nolan verse wasn't right, and that worked out. I. I feel like when we finally, I Zingness will eventually revisit those, and I told, and I've told you before, I I do not like the Nolan movies. I oh, I, wow. I can't I don't, wait. They're, they're they're fine, but I don't think they're as good as everyone pipes them up to be. I in can't. fact, it's my in fact. I will say this right now is my least favorite interpretation of Batman. I said it. Uh, wow. 
Ooh, hot, a lot of hot <laughs> takes today. Hot, well, hot take. I will say I like uh, Rises more than Dark Knight. Ooh. Ooh, interesting. I'm a bigger fan of Tom Hardy's Bane than I am of Heath Ledger's Joker. Well, well, you might have just yeah. guaranteed your spot on a Zygnus episode way whenever we do the Batman stuff in the future. I will defend that film. All right. Well, we'll... Did you hear the bat? Background, the bat train's coming through. Yeah, the bat train is coming through. Is it, is it picking up on your end? Yes, it is. It's it's fine. It's 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 it's, it's something I'm I'm used to having happen. Whenever it doesn't matter when we record, point, it's like a it's like a cameo. It, that should be like an Easter egg for the show from now on. It's like, oh, when are all the times the train comes by? Whenever. Uh, yeah. Us, so. so so on the note of that, um, one, if, if you want to make a drinking game out of Zingness, you got to pound a bo- bottle of whatever you're drinking. On that note, um, we've been pounding drinks. I don't think any of us have been that getting that toasted. But anyway, so we all had a drink tonight. Um, Scott, we'll start with you as the guest, as Eric is um, apparently trying to wave down, trying to see if he's fast. I mean, more powerful than a locomotive. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I'm not. So, Scott, how how was your drink tonight? My Santan Brewing Moon Juice Galactic IPA. Um, so, on my, my show, we we use a, a five-point rating. I don't think we've ever defined it as a point or a star or a whatever. It, this guy's he's going to float right down the middle. Uh, I'll give it a three. Um, it's fine. It's it 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 checks off all the IPA boxes. So if you want something hoppy and a little fruity, this is a fine example of the genre. So it's fine. <laughs> all right, Berg, you are up next. My my seltzer was delicious. Um it was I would I would I would say as far as seltzers go, this would get like a like a three and a half out of five. It's like a typical, it's lemon lime seltzer. It's like your stereotypical flavor. And uh, it was refreshing. And uh, not over the top flavor, but, you know, enough, enough to be refreshing. Uh, my mixed drink of um, Jim Bean and uh, Canada Dry Bold was, um, oh, I drank it all. So there's that. And um, it tastes just like every other one I made. Just fine. So three Brandon Roths out of five for this one. Just fine. Five. Uh, um. So on that note, Scott, where can people find more from you? And what what are you currently working on too? It's, it's always fun to see what you're up to. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, um. I am currently working on the DC Future State project uh there's a bunch of different books but i'm working on uh something called house of bell with philip kennedy johnson uh, it'll be a 48 page one shot i think in february uh and then uh, i don't know if i can say so but well, what's some stuff you've worked on in the past that people may i don't be able know whatever <laughs> um he and i are doing three issues of superman proper after that all right uh, what what's some stuff you worked on in the past that people can find? Um, just finished up Young Justice with Brian Bendis. Uh, I've got a creator-owned uh, sci-fi series at Image called Copperhead. Um, and uh, oh, and a creator-owned Vertigo series uh, from a few years back called Dark and Bloody. So, um. Yeah, go to go to the Amazon or the Comicsology, and along with kingdom come and all-star superman pick up those guys too yes definitely check them out uh copperhead was where i was introduced to you so i i highly recommend that um that graphic novel comic and everything as well so definitely check that out and also you can find um scott on the oh. illustrious gentleman yeah sorry yeah <laughs> um my my own show uh yeah illustrious gentleman uh tigshow.com and I think it's T-I-G underscore show on all the social medias. Uh, I don't have anything to do with that, but give it a look anyway. All right. Uh, Berg, where can people find more from you? You can find me online at Eric Berg and at Backlog Berg. And find pictures of video game stuff I'm doing, usually Animal Crossing stuff. So 
There's that. Shocker. Um, also, on the side note, I'm surprised uh, no mention of Superman 64. Yeah, we're best best to, to leave that alone. It, it's too good to be talked about. Exactly. All right. Um, you can find Zygnus wherever you find major wherever you find podcasts. You can find Zygnus, of course. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, leave us a five star review. We appreciate that. And since the holiday season, uh, why not check out our link to get a cool Zygnus T shirt? Um, be a, it'd be a great holiday gift for anyone you want to have wearing our logo it's and stuff. A gift. That keeps on giving. To us. And also the gift that keeps on giving to us as well is check out our Audible link, audibletrial.com slash Zingness. Help us out by um, getting that. I don't think any of the comics we talked about are in audiobook form, but if they are, let us know how they are. I don't know how that would work. I know, it would be. Um, (laughs) So on that note, um, see you guys next week. Bye. And there you have it, folks. That was Zingness episode 230. Check them out at zingthis.podbean.com. See you next week.